Awesome, I'll just put my little notepad down here. Um, there's, there's one thing that I'd like, uh, there's a few things I'd like for us to do this morning before we get into the Word, but one thing, if I could encourage everybody just to stand to your feet for a moment. Praise God. I would like, uh, Ruth mentioned that it's been 12 years, 12 years since this church started, and it's, um, it's great, and it's easy to keep a track of, because it's exactly as old as Evangelina's. So, first of all, happy birthday to Evangeline for tomorrow. And I would like all of us to just honor our pastors for 12 years faithful service, 12 years of uh, seeking God. And, um, and just going on through the valleys and the mountains, we, are, my wife and I certainly are very blessed to be a part of this family that you two have, uh, have forged on under the leadership of Christ. And so I just want to take this opportunity for the church to honor you for your service for 12 years. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. You may be seated. The culture of, uh, of the kingdom of heaven is one of honor. And uh, so I do, I think it's so important to honor those uh, in our leadership who serve faithfully through thick and thin for the glory of God. Amen. The other thing I'd like you to do this morning before I pray into this is take a moment to be expectant, to open your heart, to seek God, to seek Christ, and to open your ears to Him. I believe that God's wishes for salvation in the house this morning. So I don't know where you are at with God this morning or where you are at with Christ. But first of all, welcome to his house. Welcome to his family. And, um, and God wants to do something in your life this morning. He wants to move in your life. So I encourage you to be expectant, to open your heart, to seek God and to seek Christ. You, you can spend a lifetime learning about Christ. And, and, and if you focus too much on, I don't know enough, or I'm not quite good enough, or I'm not quite there, you're going to spend your whole life waiting. You can spend a lifetime learning everything about Christ and still not know it all, but it takes just one moment to get to know Him. One moment, one decision. And that's what I'm going to give at the end of this sermon. I'm going to give an opportunity for that, for those of you who don't know Christ, who are not enjoying a relationship with Him. Um, and this series, Just Jesus, honestly, I said last week you could preach on this all year because this is, this is us. This is the foundation of the, of the church. It is all about Christ. The answer, I love what Pastor Howie said at the beginning of this, um, this series, that as he prayed for things in his life, he found that God was just revealing little bits of Jesus. Every time he prayed for something, every time he prayed for finance or, or a breakthrough for a problem, God would just reveal a little bit more of his son. And so he came to the realization that, well, the answer to everything is Christ. The answer to everything is Jesus. And so I encourage you this morning that um, of all the things you can seek in this life, a relationship with the Son of God, with Christ, is paramount. Everything else comes from that. So I encourage you to, to go into this with that in your mind and just to be open, just to be open to Him. Because He has always been there ready to talk to you. He has always been there ready to accept you. He has always been there. It was part of his plan from the beginning. And all he requires of you is just to open yourself up to that. Amen. So thank you, Lord, this morning. Lord, I thank you for hearts that are softened, for ears that are inclined to you right now. 
for eyes that are seeking you, Father, for hearts that are yearning after you, Lord. This morning, I pray that you do move and that you do speak, and that as we sit under the word this morning, your word, Father, that you speak to every heart in this place, Lord. I declare that no one that has walked in this morning will walk out the same, but everybody will walk out richer. Everybody will walk out more in the fullness of the life that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm excited. <laughs> amen. Hey, darling. Amen. Awesome. I'm going to share this morning from John 14. Um, a, a few weeks ago, actually, Pastor Tafferty came, and, uh, and he was great. He's, uh, he's a man that moves by the Spirit of God. He's um, got a great prophetic gift, and uh, he shared a word with me, um, which, uh, which I, am, I am striving to walk in. Striving is the wrong word. We don't use that. That's a dirty word around here. I am, I am walking in this. Uh, that, that he said to me, he said to me, Reuben, I have a word from the Lord for you. You need to listen to the wisdom of your wife. I can do all things he calls me to do through Christ who gives me the strength and the power. I can listen to the wisdom of my wife. And uh, the reason I bring that up is because my wife said to me a few weeks ago, she just said, you should share on John 14. And I thought, okay, so I read John 14, and I tell you what, my wife hears from the Spirit of God because he's got something to say to you through John 14 this morning. Yeah. The first thing it starts with is do not let your hearts be troubled. I love that. Do not let your hearts be troubled. This is a space where Jesus is talking to his disciples. Um, he's, he's very, very close now to fulfilling what he came to earth to do. He is very, very close. If all the hearts that were there, his one should have been the most troubled. He knew what was ahead of him. He was only, uh, you know, he was a very short time away from going to the cross at this point. And he'd alluded to it to his, um, to his disciples. There was this, obviously, a spirit of unrest in the room. And he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. This suggests that we actually have authority over what our heart feels. That's an important point we don't want to skip over. We actually have authority over what our heart feels. We shouldn't be ruled by the troubling feelings in our heart. Amen? And uh, Ian does a great teaching on this, where we bring our soul into line with our spirit. Our spirit is in line with the Spirit of God, and then we bring our soul into alignment. Our soul is our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. And then from that, from a soul that is under the authority of the Spirit of Christ, we then control our body. That's our, that's our desires, our, our, uh, our appetites. Everything is brought into control, into line, in the right line of authority. So here, do not let your hearts be troubled straight from the Son of God. Don't allow it. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Hallelujah. There is a place for us in the kingdom of God. And there's, a, there's room for everybody. Invite your mates. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And I, I get this feeling that everybody at this point in the room when he says, 
you know the place to where I'm going. Have you ever been in a room where you're like surrounded by really spiritual people and, um, and they have a really good knowledge and a really good foundation in the word and they say something with such authority and you're too embarrassed to go, I don't really understand that. So you just go, mm. <laughs> praise God. Yeah, hallelujah. Well, I, I feel there's a room full of people there just go, you know the way to the place that I am going and all Simon and all of them, yeah, mm. yeah what does he mean? And there was one guy, Thomas, who's like, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Praise God for the Thomases. If you don't understand, seek and you will find. You know, don't lean on your own understanding, which is just so small sometimes. But, you know, if you don't understand something, ask, be a Thomas, you know. And some people read that scripture and go, come on, Thomas, you should have known. But, like, let's be real. Some things we don't understand. So Thomas says, Lord... We don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, and this is the title of my message this morning. I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Amen, Jan. Amen. Just Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And this is what Howie also preached on in the first message of this, uh, of this month, where he spoke about Jesus being who we should um, understand the Father by. You know, we, we often, we look at everything that's happening in our lives and we let that taint our understanding of our Heavenly Father. Like, Lord, why are you allowing uh, all these people to have cancer? Why are you allowing wars to happen? Or are you a judgmental God? Are you, are you, are you, are you so harsh on us? You know, Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? And we project the wrong things onto our God. Where in, in actual fact, if we really want to understand the heart of God, we just need to look at the Son of God. Amen. And this is what he's saying here. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. So if you want to know God, you need to know Jesus. Just Jesus. So I want to unpackage this a little bit. And first, I want to talk about the way. Because I've heard this scripture so many times in my walk as a Christian. Um, the way, the truth, the life. The way, the truth, the life. We hear it all the time. And I just want to, I, I, I sought this in the Word, just, just understanding what he's talking about. The way, the truth, and the life. So here's the way to safety, he is the way to salvation, and he is the way to a fullness of life, a fullness of life. He's not just the way to get by in life, he is the way to be an overcomer, he's a way to stand in victory, he's a way to live the fullness of life. What Marcus was talking about this morning, all the blessings of his business, this is the fullness of life he wants you to walk into. He wants you to walk into a space where you're not worrying about bills, you're not worrying about health, you're not worrying about your family, you're not worrying about your kids, but you are living out the fullness of the life he has for you. Because I tell you, since before the beginning of time, since before the beginning of the foundations of the earth were set, he knew you by name and he had a calling for you. And he has that calling for you. He has something for you to walk into that is fullness. And if you are experiencing anything less than the fullness of life this morning, I encourage you, seek after Jesus. Because how do we get the fullness of life? Just Jesus. Just Jesus. This is from John 10, 9, uh, sorry, John 10, 9 and 10. I am the gate. 
Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they may have life, not just any life, and have it to the full. Have it to the full. Have it to the full. If you're feeling that you're being stolen from and robbed from, your focus is in the wrong place. Amen. We need to lift our eyes to Christ. Lift our eyes to Christ. He is also the way to the Father. The only way to the Father. His sacrifice was a one and all sacrifice. Once for all. What He did on the cross fulfilled the law completely for us. And uh, I don't know how well you know your Old Testament teachings and about the law, the Mosaic laws. Um, Hebrews 9 and 10 is a great place to read if you want to talk about the, the contrast between the law then and the new covenant now under Christ. Um, and I won't, I won't go into that scripture too much uh, today uh, for time's sake, but essentially his blood was the only blood that could pay the full price that, that we needed to pay for our separation from God. God wants more than anything else to be united with you this morning. He wants to live in full relationship with you. And, and the problem was with the old Mosaic laws, they had to kill, um, they had to kill lambs and, and, and cows, and they had to come and sacrifice things just to, just to get into the, the presence of God, which had manifested itself in the tabernacle at the time, just to get close enough. And it was only the high priest, he could only do it once a year, he'd go in there and they'd tie a rope to his foot, so that if he hadn't quite done a sacrifice right, they could pull him back out. And, um, but but there's, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. Because of what Christ has done. Praise God. And not only are we, are we restricted to just once a year, but through his body, the veil was rent. And we have access to step boldly into the throne room of God, into our Father's presence this morning. You can be in heaven this morning. Amen. You can experience heaven this morning. Because of what Christ did at the cross. His blood has made you righteous. And you abide in Him. And through Him, you enjoy the presence of the Father. Amen. We can boldly step into the throne room of God because of the blood of Christ. That's in Hebrews 10, 19, if you want to look that up. He's the way. He is the truth. For the law was given through Moses. This is John 1, 17. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And Ruth shared this last week. Awesome message. Grace and truth. You can't separate them. They both come through Christ, and He is the truth. And that truth actually gives us a freedom. Amen? That truth gives us a freedom. When we're not living in relationship to Him, that, that truth can feel, can look restricting. You know, if you're from the outside looking into, into Christianity, if you, if you don't know much about church, you don't know much about Christ, and you're looking in and you're seeing, these guys have all these rules, like they've got to live this righteous life and, and things like that, and Christ wants us to do this. Well, the truth is, that He sets us free and enables us to do that. As we live in Him, He gives us the power to live that righteous life in Him because He is righteous. Amen? So, it's not a restriction, but a setting free. And the Word tells this to us in John 8, 31 to 36. Uh, he says to the Jews who had believed in Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I like this part here. They answered him, 
But we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? I can relate to this. I was reading this and I can relate to this because before I came to Christ, I didn't think I really needed him. And you might be here this morning thinking, yeah, but I'm, I'm a good person. Do you know that actually being a good person is irrelevant in this equation? <laughs> oh, I thought Christianity was all about being a good person. Christianity is about being in Christ and enjoying the freedom that comes through him. The being a good person is a fruit of that. It's, it's just simply a fruit of the kingdom. You can, be, you can be not in Christ and do good things. I know plenty of non-Christians that, are, that do great things in the world. But this is not about this. This is not about you being a good person. See, the, the religious people at the time, they said, oh, we've never been a slave to anybody. We are Abraham's descendants. How can you tell us that we're going to be set free? Set free from what? Sometimes we don't know that we need to be set free from something. But I tell you what, if you will just allow Christ to do a work in your life and invite him in, you'll soon discover that you are being set free from things that you couldn't even see. Shackles that were on your wrist that were weighing you down that you didn't even know about. Things in your life, health problems and things like that you you thought were not connected. But they are. And I'm telling you right now that Christ is the way to free you completely to live a life of fullness. If you're not living the fullness, there's something you need to be set free from. Amen? So I'm telling you now, don't be blinded. Don't be blinded like I was and think, I don't need him. It wasn't until I came to Christ that I looked back and went, boy, did I need him. Man, did I need him to be set free from this. Jesus replied to these people, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but praise God, a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, at the beginning of this, it said the truth will set you free. Now he's saying, so if the son sets you free, Jesus is the truth. He is the son. And if he sets you free, you will be free indeed. Free indeed. A freedom you never thought that you could feel. A freedom you never thought you needed. A freedom you've never experienced in your life before, no matter how good you think your life is now. Experiencing a life in the freedom of Christ and the freedom of that truth is the fullness of life that He wants for you. Amen? (laughs) Understanding comes through Christ. Understanding comes through Christ. You know, when when you're kids and, and, and you always talk about like, I wish, uh, you know, you, when, with your friends you say, if you had a, like a genie in a bottle and you had a wish, what would your wish be? And all your friends are like, ah, get all the money in the world. I uh, wish I could fly. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wish was always like, I was like that nerdy kid. So like my wish was always like, I wish for a total and complete understanding of absolutely everything. <laughs> what kind of a kid wishes that? But I'd I'd done the math. So I was like, well, if I have a complete understanding of everything, then I can get all the money and I could probably figure out a way to fly. (laughs) Since since coming to Christ, I realized I am so glad I never got that. There are certain things that we're not ready for. Amen. And there are certain things that we need to trust and rely on God for. And I tell you what, if you start leaning too hard on this, then he's going to give you a sharp lesson. Like he has done to me many, many times. And you'll find yourself in a situation where this is not going to work. 
And you have to start putting this, where Christ resides, your spirit, to the test. Start walking in the spirit and start seeing what he's going to do in your life. I love the sharing about offering this morning. My wife and I came from uh, Australia where I was earning um, big big money over in Australia, like all the, the mass exodus over to Australia, we earned the big money. And then... Um, and I was getting worse and worse financially. My understanding of finances never came. I was getting all the money and didn't know what to do with it. And when I first came to the Lord, I was in debt. I was struggling. I was up on the end of my bed every night with my head in my hands going, what am I doing to this family? I have this wife who has such faith in me. I have the, this baby now. And, uh, and, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm tearing my hair apart. I'm like, I can't, I can't see a way out of this. And I had to get away from this, and I had to get into this, into my newfound faith, and just lean into Christ. And do you know what he did? He actually it took me on quite a journey. But one of the first things I asked for was uh, financial wisdom. And overnight, I was all of a sudden able to do a budget. I mean, it's crazy. When something clicks, you know? And I was in the spreadsheet the next day doing all the budget. And I was starting to see how things work financially. And then I thought, this is great, God. I've got all this money now, and I know how to, how to work it. And then he took all the money away. He goes, I want you to go to New Zealand, the land of low salaries. <laughs> what are you doing, Lord? You're just giving me financial understanding, and now you're taking the finances away for me to understand what to do with. And he took me to New Zealand, and I had less than I had before. And then he said, I want you to give more. Give more. Give more, earn less. This doesn't make any sense, God. <laughs> Praise God, I'm not the one that has to figure things out in my life. Amen? But I tell you what, God has taken me from this place, my family, from this place where I was getting deeper and deeper into a hole, earning more and more money, spending more and more, getting deeper and deeper into a place where I have less. I am giving more. And um, I just want to share a little blessing with you guys this morning. But, but we... Um, for the first time ever, and we did not anticipate this this year at all, my, my wife and I are looking at buying a house. And I'm, I'm telling you, we did not see that this was a five-year plan. This was a, like way down the track this might happen. But God has done something in our life that is crazy. And he's flipped everything around. And for the first time in our lives, I'm thinking, I can actually buy my own house? Praise God. I just want to give God a big shout of praise for that. Amen. Understanding comes through Christ. 1 John 5.20 says, We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. He's talking about the Father. And we are in Him who is true by being in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life, which takes me to the life. He is the life. He is the fullness of life. Oh, how much time have I got? Good, another hour and a half. John 14, 19 to 20. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. He's talking about how he's going, he's going to the cross. And the world won't see him anymore. But he will live, and because of that, that resurrection life, we will live. And you say, but we're already alive. But you're not alive until you're alive in Christ. Eternal life is what he's talking about. Fullness of life. Life in him. Life with the Father. There is no life like it. I'm telling you now. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Complete, together. Us, Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit, the whole nine yards. Fullness of life. Overcoming. Victory. Victory. 
This is where we are. This is where we are. Sometimes it won't feel like it. Sometimes it won't feel like this is where we are. But I'm telling you, if you have faith and if you believe and you keep your eyes on Christ, this is what you will experience. Amen. 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 John eleven twenty five to 26. This is Jesus speaking to Martha concerning Lazarus. This is uh, when he raised uh, Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus said to her, she said, to, um, he, he said to her, because he came a bit late. He was sick. And she was like, can you come and heal my brother? And, and he goes, yeah, yeah, hold on. And he went and dealt with something else. In the meantime, Lazarus died. So Jesus was late. So he rocked up late. And, then, and Martha goes, oh, you're too late. Uh, and he goes, um, do you know he will, he will be resurrected? He'll come to life. And she goes, yeah, I know he'll come to life on the resurrection. And he goes, no, no, no. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. What? One who, who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this, church? Do you believe this? Do you believe this? That he is the life, the eternal life. And that we can enjoy that eternal life in Him. I tell you what, when we understand and believe that we have eternal life in the Son of God and Jesus Christ, then we can have an eternal perspective on everything that we go through in life. Once you have an eternal perspective on what you're going through in life, I remember, I can't remember the name of that pastor, Pastor Chan, he did this, um, he did this illustration once where he had this long bit of rope, this endless bit of rope, and he had a little bit of tape on the end of it, a little bit of black tape, and the rest of the rope was white, and he said, this, this little piece of black tape here, for those that are in Christ, this is your life here on earth, and this is eternity, and he starts pulling out the rope, and it's just endless, it never ends. We have an eternity in Christ, and the life we're living here now is such a small part of it, and when you recognize that eternal perspective, what we go through in life in comparison to, to my Jesus, to my God, to your Jesus, to your God is so small. But I tell you the even more amazing thing about it is that he cares about it. He cares about every little detail of your life. And he wants to be a part of it. He wants to be with you in it. And what comes with that is the Lord's peace. Now, I am big on the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am big on it. And um, you hear everyone share about Philippians 4, 6, and 7, uh, the great scripture where that talks about not being anxious, but offering everything to Him and enjoying the peace that comes from that. But I want to share with you from John 14, 26 to 27. And He says, this is later on in John 14, He says, All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. So if you do not remember everything that I've said and, uh, and you haven't written down all the notes, the Holy Spirit, praise God, will remind you of everything that you need because He lives in you. Because that's what happens when you receive Christ is that you're not alone anymore. But God, the Holy Spirit, will come and live in you. He'll dwell in you because of the Christ that is in you. And what comes with that? He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. I do not give to you as the world gives. You see, the world's perspective of peace is an absence of struggle. So as far as we are concerned, as far as the world is concerned, the only way to experience peace is to eliminate the struggle. But the peace that comes from Jesus is the kind of peace that allows you to sleep in a boat during a storm. It's the kind of peace that allows you to experience the loss of a a loved one and have an unshakable faith and have an unshakable peace. It's the kind of peace that allows you to, even when you've lost your job and your finances look like they're coming crashing down, to have an eternal perspective and understand that your father who feeds the sparrows has got much more for you. He's got a fullness of life for you. It's the kind of peace that even though we see sin rear itself up in our lives, we understand that our father has dealt with that and that his son has dealt with that and that we can walk into a loving embrace of a loving father this morning it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter how your week has been but this morning the father wants to meet you the father wants to get to know you the father wants you to walk into an inheritance that he's had for you all along you don't have to get right to get in with God this morning all you need to do is understand and accept what Christ has already done for you. He made a plan for that and he's dealt with that. I challenge you and myself to live each day through each trial, each triumph and each victory and each loss with an inner peace that comes from the confidence of knowing who you are and the inheritance you live in through Christ Jesus. It enables us to truly appreciate each moment that we are living in and frees us from being bogged down with the apprehension of what might be. We can live in the moment. You know, this day and age, we're always talking about live in the moment. Stop living on your phones, you know. Stop living about worrying about tomorrow. The word says tomorrow's got enough worries for itself. Just live today. Just live today. God's got tomorrow. Live in each moment. Even if this moment is hard, take joy in it because the Lord has his hand on it and he's doing a work in it and he has good things mapped out for you. Believe in that. Have faith in that. And So I want to give you that opportunity this morning to receive that, the fullness of life. And the only way that you can, just Jesus. Just Jesus.